Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much that we are together again. Just praising the Lord. We are together again in one accord. Something good is already happening. Something good is in store. We are together again. What a year. What a year. Oh Lord our God. That in spite of pandemic. In spite of lockdowns. In spite of isolations. Lord you have indeed blessed your people. Thank you for the testimonies again and again and again of victories. Thank you for testimonies of your faithfulness in our lives. Thank you, Father, for the things that you have done. Thank you for the things that you are doing. Thank you for the things that you will do in the days to come. We are not unmindful, O oh Lord my God, that you have done this for us. And therefore we have returned like the 10th leper to say once again, Thank you. Thank you so much for preservation. Thank you so much, Lord, for answer to prayers. Thank you so much, O oh Lord, my God, for your blessings. And thank you, Father, for the things that are looking as if they have not manifested yet, that it won't be long now. God's decree, it won't be long now. God's decree, it won't be long now. God's decree, that the time of extended waiting is over. In the name of Jesus Christ. The time of things dragging and dragging and dragging and dragging is over. In the name of Jesus Christ. The time, oh Lord my God, of things, oh Lord my God, not manifesting in the way. Or at the time that you have ordained it, that waiting time is over. Because the time has come for the bathing to take place. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Christmas service. The triumph of the Lamb. And the victory of the called. The chosen and the faithful. And I'll take us to the book of Revelation chapter number 17. Revelation chapter number 17. And I'll start to read from verse number 1. Revelation 17 from verse number 1. It reads and I quote. The scarlet woman and the scarlet beast. Revelation chapter number 17, and I'll start to read from verse number 1. The scarlet woman and the scarlet beast. Then one of the seven angels who had seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit. I want us to know that. He carried me away in the spirit. Into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast. Which was full of names of blasphemy. Having seven heads and ten horns. You can put it there. Full of cursing. In this day we will not say names of blasphemy. We will say full of cursing. You know. Verse number four. The woman was arrayed in, the, in purple and scarlet. And adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. Having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. Verse 5. And on her forehead a name was written. Mystery. Babylon the great. The mother of all of, of, of harlots. And of the abominations of the earth. Verse 6. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints. And with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her I marveled with great amazement. 
But the angel said to me, Why did you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her which has the seven heads and the ten horns. Verse number eight. And the beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to, the, and go to perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they see the beast that was and is not and yet is. Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. And there are also seven kings. Five are fallen. One is, one is and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. The beast that was and is not is himself and also the eighth, and is of the seven, and is going to perdition. Verse number 12. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings, who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as king with the beast. But 13. They, these are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. These will make war with the lamb, and the lamb will overcome them, for he is lord of lords and king of kings. And those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. Then he said to me, the waters which you saw, where the hallowed seats are peoples, multitudes, nations, and thongs. And the ten horns which you saw on the beast, this will hate the hallowed, make her desolate and naked, eat her, eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. For God has put it into their heart to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind, and to give their kingdom to the beast unto the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman whom you saw is that great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'll be reading also from the New Living Translation. I just read from the New King James. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. From verse number one. New Living Translation. One of the seven angels who had poured out the seven bowls came over and spoke to me. Come with me, he said, and I will show you the judgment that is going to come on the great prostitute who sits on many waters. Verse 2. The rulers of the world have had immoral relations with her and the people who belong to this world have been made drunk by the wine of her immorality. So the angel took me in the spirit into the wilderness, and there I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven heads and ten horns written all over with blasphemies against God. The woman wore purple and scarlet clothing and beautiful jewelry made of gold and precious gems and pearls. She held in her hand a gold goblet full of obscenities and impurities of her immorality. A mysterious name was written on her forehead, Babylon the Great, mother of all prostitutes, and obscenities in the world. Verse 6. And I could see that she was drunk. Drunk with what? Drunk with the blood of God's holy people. Who were witnesses for Jesus. I stared at her completely amazed. I will stop there for now. I want to open something up to us this morning. I want to take us behind the scenes. I want to take us behind what we call the curtain, so to speak. And I want to highlight some things to us. We thank God for this season. The season of Christmas. But I need to remind us once again. 
that Christmas is not just about the eating or about the drinking or about the exchange of gifts as those things, as good as those things are. Christmas is far, far bigger than that. Jesus remains the reason for the season. Hello, somebody. Jesus remains the reason for the season. Eternity entered into time. Hallelujah. Oh, I say eternity entered into time when he was born. And suddenly the Christmas will no longer be a nice story. But what? A pivotal moment in history when heaven descended upon the earth and started to engage with the forces of evil. And also, not only that, whereby Jesus stepped into the fray in the battle between God and Satan. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's something taking place behind the scene. I need to let us know that, that God works from eternity. God works from eternity. God does not work in time. Eternity entered into time. So that those that will learn, those that will follow, those that will walk with him, will learn to dominate time from eternity. Jesus has lived eternally. We've heard, we've been told he was born 2,000 years ago. Well, that is a fact, but not the truth. Because he had existed before time began. He only stepped into time 2,000 years ago. For what reason? To finally put the enemy in his place. To dismantle Satan, to destroy the works of sin that has gripped humanity or has put humanity in its grip. And because of that, I need to say this. The current situation of the world may look as if, you know, the church is losing. It may look as if what is happening, things that could, no, could not be tolerated, would not be accepted years ago are now becoming the norm. It looks as if the church has been put to the side that is no longer relevant. It looks as if the church is fighting a lost battle. But I want you to take a moment and just, and just listen to me. Take a moment and just listen. It may look like that. Let me take us to, the, to Revelation chapter 17. Because I want to open this up to us from this particular. Let's go to verse number one. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great hallow who sits on many waters. Whenever you find the word waters in biblical scripture, it's talking about one, spirit dimension, number two, people. So you can say there who sits on world, many lives, many peoples, we'll see it later. Verse number two, it now says, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of our fornication. Can you see the reason why things are the way they are? Hello. There are many kings, or in today's palace, many people who rule nations are in league or being controlled by forces many times beyond their own, their own understanding. And they are in league with them. And they are carrying out the agenda of these forces. And that is the reason why Nations are the way they are. Kingdoms are the way they are. Cities are the way they are. Many kings, many premiers, many prime ministers, many presidents are in league with the forces of the enemy that are dominating, bringing what? Sickness, disease, destruction upon the face of the earth. 
Let me tell you something. If you give Satan an inch, it will go what? It will go 10 miles. Not just a mile. It will go 10 miles. You can't take one and leave the other out. You can't say, I want to be in league. You can't say, I don't want the Bible in schools. I don't want anything to do with faith. I don't want Christianity. I don't want all of that. At the same time, you want to enjoy a life that will be deprived of what? Of devastation, of sickness, of disease, and destruction. It comes with the package. It comes with the terrain. The moment you accept him, the moment you allow him to lead you, the moment you yield to him, the moment you open the door for him, he will not only come in and sit. You know, if you go and visit a person and they open the door for you, 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 you know, when you get to, especially a place you have not been to, you don't just go there and stroll into their bedroom. You go there and you stand and you allow yourself to be seated. You know, especially a place you are not familiar with. But the moment you open the door for Satan, he doesn't stay in the living room. He goes straight to the bedroom. He goes and he sits down there. And in the place where he becomes so challenging to get him out. You can't send the Bible out. We don't want prayers. We don't want faith. At the same time, he said, want to live a life of bliss. No. The moment you reject him, you allow something else. You allow someone else. And his name is called what? The devil. His name is called what? Satan. Verse number three. But now, having said that, I want to take you behind the scene now. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And there I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And this woman was arrayed in purple. Can you now see this woman? I read in purple. Purple is the color of royalty. Scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. That is why, you know, you find out that many those who are in alignment with the world seem to have the best of life. And in fact, if you are not careful as a believer, you look at it and say, but why am I serving God? Those who do not seem to be serving God are doing so well. They seem to have all the gold. They seem to have all the precious stones. They seem to have all the pearls. But look at, I'm, I'm struggling and I'm serving God. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. In her hand, a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. Verse number five. And on her forehead was written what? Mystery. Mystery is not mysterious. Mystery simply means it's not to be revealed. But we thank God in the days to come, all of these things will be unfolded to us. We will no longer be walking in blindness because that's the challenge with the church. Many in the church are spiritually blind. We are not seeing what God is seeing. We are not hearing what God is hearing. We are definitely not hearing what everyone is saying. We've allowed what is happening around us, the circumstances that confront us to distract us. And a lot of times, those things have been arranged by the enemy to take our eyes away from him. And focus on those circumstances. It's a mystery. Babylon the great. The mother of harlots. And of the abominations of the earth. Verse number six. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of who? Drunk with the blood of the saints. They have been devastated. The blood of martyrs of Jesus. Drunk. is taking advantage of ignorance. Drunk with the blood of the saints. 
drunk. Destinies have been terminated. The enemy are taking advantage of things. Drunk with the blood of the saints. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. John the Revelator. I marveled. What? What is this? What is happening here? Verse number seven. Then the angel now said to me, why did you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has seven heads and ten horns. Seven heads, ten horns means power. Seven heads means what? Authority. Let's go verse number eight. Then the beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. But those who dwell on earth will marvel whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they see the beast that was and is not and yet is. That is why one of the assignments that we have in this day, one of the assignments that you have is to ensure that the names of, your, of members of your family, your brothers, your parents, your uncles, people around you, that their names are written in the book of life. That their names are written. Who are those whose names are written in the book of life? Those who have accepted Jesus into their lives as Lord and Savior. Those who have made Christ and his word the foundation of their life and not the world. Those who have made the word the foundation, not the world. Amen. Praise God. That when they see the beast that was and is not and yet is, verse number 9. Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads and seven mountains of which the woman sits. There are also seven kings. Five are fallen. One is, one is and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. Verse number 11. The beast that was and is not is himself. Also the eighth and is of the seven and is going to perdition. Verse number 12. The ten horns which you were, which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet. But they received the authority for one hour as kings with the beast. There are many people that you are looking up to now who are looking like heroes or heroes who are actually zeros. I said there are many people we are looking at now. They are looking like heroes, but they are actually zeros. <laughs> they will only be there for a little while and they will disappear forever. You know, especially as we do what God wants us to do. The ten ones which you saw are ten kings who have received no king as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as king with the beast. Verse 13, these are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. Verse 14, this is where I'm going. And this will make what? War with who? They will make war with the lamb. They will make war with the lamb. You know, I don't know whether you know this. There's an intensity of warfare that is around us in this season. There's an intensity. It's intense. It's intense. The enemy indeed is at great wrath. Intensity to ensure that what God has planned to do, what God has ordained to do with many are aborted. But look at this. They will make war with who? Not with the lion, but with the lamb. That doesn't sound, the, the lamb. Can you make war with the lamb? The lamb is normally what? Meek. The lamb is normally what? Weak. Not even with the mother, but with the lamb. 
and the lamb will overcome them. Why did God put that there? That in the season that we are in, it's not going to be by power. It's not going to be by might, but by the spirit of the Lord. It won't be by greed. It will be by grace. It won't be by labor. It will be by favor. It won't be what you are able to do, but what is able to do through you. I woke up this morning and it was so clear to me. It was instructing me that in the days to come, if you want to enjoy, if you want to be a partaker of what will happen next year, that your, your, the difference between your this year and your next year will be night and day. So you must be ready. You must closely walk with my spirit. Because my spirit is the greater one. Is the one that is able to bring greatness to pass. Is the one that is able to overcome. In the season we are in is not going to be by power. It's not going to be by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord. That is why human wisdom will not cut it. That is why your ability, you, not, you can't just be relying on, oh, this is what I know. This is what I have. And at the same time, let me let you know that you should not be discouraged by what you don't have. This will make what we who? The lamb. The lamb. In the natural, you will not say it will make war with the lamb. You just say it will grab the lamb and tear the lamb into pieces. Why? Because the lamb is meek and weak. But when we are weak, then is what? Then is strong. Then is strong. And the lamb will overcome them. How can the lamb overcome Babylon the great? How can the lamb overcome the beast? Because the lamb will not be were engaged in warfare in his own strength. Why? Because he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Amen. He looks like he is the Lamb. He looks meek. He looks weak. In fact, you look at him, he's, he's meek, gentle strength. But living inside of him is the Lion. The Lion of a tribe of Judah. And the Bible says the Lion of a tribe of Judah reward. We prevail. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. And those who are with him are called what? They call what? They are called chosen and faithful. I call this the triumph of the Lamb. In the season that we are in, we are going to see more and more of a triumph of the Lamb. Of a triumph, not the triumph of those who are wise. Those who, who depend on themselves. But the triumph of those who will learn to rely on the Lamb. Those who will learn to lean on the spirit dimension. Those in themselves, they seem not to have it. But they are going to say, Lord, I know I don't have it. But you have it. I don't have the great, but you have the grace. I exchange my little great with your grace. So that you can now reposition me to possess what you want me to do. In the name of Jesus, there are those who learn to lean on the Holy Spirit and say, yes, I don't have all the wisdom. I don't have all of it. But Holy Spirit, you are what? Well, you have all of the wisdom and I'm relying on you. And they'll take steps that will make others say, why? Why are you doing that? You can't do that. You can't give that. You can't submit to that. How can you do that? But they are working with the lamb. And they are working with the spirit dimension. Hallelujah. And in him, uh, he is the Lord of lords and the king of. Did you notice there? The triumph of the lamb. But not just that. The victory of what? 
of what? The cord. I need to explain that. The triumph of the lamb, that, that one itself is, we've just decoded it. Why the lamb? No, because of the fact that it will not be done in one's power. It will not be done in one's strength. Can I counsel you? Can I counsel you? Learn to depend more on the Holy Spirit in the days to come. I'm not saying that, look, that you, you, you put away your reason cap, but let reason be made subject to spirit. Let the spirit guide you. Let the spirit be the one leading you. Let the spirit be the one telling you, this is it, that is it. And don't look at things and then, because the moment your everything that you're doing is based on your feelings, and I know that feelings can be very strong, is based on your feelings, based on what I feel, I feel this, based on what you see, based on what you think, you're in a realm that the enemy would defeat you. You're in a realm. He loves that realm. It's called the world. It's called the natural world. He loves it. But when you learn to lean on the lamb, when you learn to lean on the spirit, oh my, 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 you see the lion emerge through you. And the lion of the tribe of Judah, I wish I can take you. I remember when I had the roar of the lion for the first time, the ground was actually shaking. Amen. Yes, let me tell you something. He came as the lamb and he will appear as the lamb, but in the days to come, he's returning as the lion. <laughs> the lion. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But now, we thank God for that. I need to talk about. Well, the next one, which is the victory of the called, the chosen, and the faithful. Look at it. It says, and those who are with him are what? The called. Number one, the triumph of the lamp. Number two, the victory of the called. Who are the called? Who are the called? These are those who have given their heart to Jesus. Amen. Called. All every believer has been called. There's nobody that God has not called. All of us have been called. We've been called. Called out of where? Out of darkness into his marvelous life. Taken out of the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of his own dear son. Every believer has been called. He said those who are with him are number one, called. Hallelujah. But now let me decode that chosen. The chosen means that number one, God is just the entry point. God is just the first dimension. God is just when you have not given your heart to Jesus. But now said God and then what? Chosen. Who are the chosen? Those who have embraced the assignment of God for their lives. Those who have embraced the assignment of God for their lives. Everybody is called. And some of us have been chosen. You have embraced the call. You have embraced your assignment. Our assignments are different. And you have embraced it. Amen. That's what the Bible says that you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. God's own people. Amen. Everyone has been called. But in the realm of the chosen, assignments are different. Amen. Assignments are different. 
don't abandon your own lane and start to walk, embrace the assignment of another. Amen. Praise God. Don't be distracted because by the time you leave your lane, and this is, this is something that is, that is uh, I don't want to call it hot in the heart of the Father. Many have left their lane and their world. They are trying to do what other people are doing. Trying to do, and by the time the blessed one will come to bless them in the lane which he has planted them, they are not there to be word, to be found, and of course, they are not walking in the blessing. Stay in your own lane. Stay in your own lane. Praise God. And don't be distracted and say, oh, it's taking long. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. You are going through a test of faith. You are going through a test of faith. And don't agree. Don't agree to do, because by the time then you come, okay, don't worry. No, don't agree to the fact that, yes, this thing, we can do it later. What you need to do now, what? Do it now. It's called prompt obedience. One of the things that the Lord has put in my heart for us to dismantle in our church is this word, things dragging. Things dragging. Don't agree. And he spoke to me very, very clearly. He said, look, he said, there's some things have dragged in lives of people that should not have dragged. The, the, the things have dragged. What should have been done? It's just like a woman that has gotten to nine months of pregnancy and you're expecting delivery. Suddenly it's not in the 11 month, in the 12 month, in the 14 month. In the natural, when you find that there's alarm everywhere, that what is happening, this baby should have been delivered. This baby should have been delivered. But do you notice, if in the natural, the mother is saying, I don't know why this thing is delayed. The doctors are saying, we need to get the baby out. Why do we, in the spring, just say, okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it again. We'll, we'll shift it again. We'll leave it again. We'll leave it again. And he said, listen very, very well. You need to listen to me. He said, because we say, okay, this is the enemy causing delay. Absolutely, is the one. But he said, but wait. Like, it cannot do that effectively in your life if you do not agree with him. That the moment you disagree, the moment you want to say, yes, you can do it another time. What should be done in three months is becoming one year. What should be done in six months is becoming 18 months. And you just say, well, 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 it's okay, it's okay. The moment you agree with him, he will continue to extend it and extend it and extend it and extend it. And extend it. But the moment he comes with that idea, he said, no. No. Now is the time. God has spoken to us. Now is the season. God has spoken to us. Now is the time. You just hold on to the word and leave the manifestation to him. Don't agree with what the enemy is presenting. Agree with what God is saying. And you know what? The moment you are in agreement, then that season becomes now in your life. The chosen one, call, chosen and what? And faithful. What does that mean, faithful? What does it mean to be faithful? Because those that will stand with the king of kings and the lord of doors are not just those who are called, are not just those who are chosen, but those who are what? Those who are faithful. Those who are faithful. Because everybody has been called. Everybody, some of us have been chosen. I mean, assignment, these different assignments. We've been given assignments. And let me also say this. The first two, 
You know who determines that? God. The first two, he will call you like he's calling everyone. He gives you the assignment. But now, when it comes to faithfulness, you are the one that will determine it. Because you have, he has his own role to play, you have your own role to play. What does it mean to be faithful? I'm talking, I'm giving us recipes to ensure that the difference between our today and our next year is night and day. The difference between our this year and next year is night and day in spite of what is happening in the world. I, I'm not saying this, I'm not saying that, yes, everything will start to be rosy for the world. To be very honest with you, there's no guarantee in the world for that. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that they will not have another about two or three mutations before, the, before 2022 runs out. How many have we had this year? Alpha, Delta, and what again? And now, have you noticed that when everybody was sitting down, they said Christmas has come. Christmas is coming. Let, then Omicron showed up from nowhere. And people are running, taking cover. Taking cover, Omicron has come. There's no guarantee for the world. Hello, but there's guarantee for you. Amen. Amen. Be faithful. Be faithful in what he has spoken to you. Be faithful in what he's asking you to do. Be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful. Don't say, well, nobody's doing it. Nobody's doing it well. Uh, nobody's everybody. Don't, don't be faithful. You work with him. You focus on him. Let you be the example. The others will say, wow, nobody's in, but look at, she is doing it. He is doing it. Lord, thank you for her. Thank you for him. And then you become the example that God will use for others. Don't, 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 don't fall to the level of others and say, look at, nobody is doing that. And then you start to do everything, but everybody is doing the same thing. No, but your name is not everybody. Is your name everybody? Your name is not everybody. But who are the faithful? Matthew 20. Matthew. Let me take you to the book of Matthew. Chapter 25. This is so important. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 25. It reads, And I quote, For the kingdom of heaven shall be likened is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his servants and delivered. Verse 14. Matthew 25 from verse number 14. For the kingdom of Heaven is like what? A man traveling to a far country who called his servants. Who are with the lamb? Those who are what? Called and what? Chosen and what? Faithful. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who were called. He called everyone. To his, to his servants and delivered his goods to every one of them. Verse 15. To one he gave what? 
five talents. To another, he gave what? Two. And to another, he gave what? One. He gave to every one of them. He didn't give them the same thing, but he gave everyone something. I'll repeat. He did not give them the same thing, but he gave everyone something. <laughs> and to one, he gave what? Five talents. To another, he gave two. To another, he gave what? One. Then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Making how many talents now? Ten. Seventeen. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. Making how many now? Four. And he who had received one went and what? And what? And he went and kept it very well. Dug it in the ground and hid his Lord's money. Verse 19, after a long time. Why? Because God is not what? Is not slack concerning his promises. But he's always giving room for repentance and a change. Why did he wait for a long time? So that change can be made. If you refuse to make the necessary change, you will end up being shortchanged. If you refuse to make the necessary change, you end up being what? Shortchanged. So after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Verse 20. So he, he will receive how many talents? Five. Came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. What have you done with the talent that he has given to you? What have you done with the wealth he has given to you? Why are you asking God for more? When the one that he gave to you has what? Just been spent and invested on you only. What have you done with it? What have you done with the grace of God in your life? What have you done? You are asking, yes, I want more. I want more. You are not Oliver Twist. You are God's own child. What have you done? He said, Lord, you delivered to me how many talents? Five. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. And God now said to them, or their Lord said to them, well, what? Good and what? Faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Well done, good and faithful servant. Their master called him what? Number one, he commended him and then he called him faithful. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into joy. Commendation. He was called faithful and he entered into what? Joy. 22. He also while received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me how many talents? Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. And their master said, you, look at the one that gained five. What did you, you just gained two. You are not serious. You should gain five. Is that what he said? Why did, he, well, look at what he said. What? Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. 
I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your... Go and study it. He said exactly the same thing to the one who had five and the one who had two. Which means reward with God is not based on the assignment. It's based on faithfulness. What you do with what God has given to you. Because how, if God is asking the man that he gave to to produce five, would that be fair? No, 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 no. Is, or would that be being just? No. God is not an unjust God. He is a just God. So the man multiplied what he had been given. And he said the same thing. Enter into the joy of your Lord. 24. Then who will receive one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Is that true? No. Reaping where you have not sown. Did he not give him something? Gathering where you have not scattered seed. Was he not giving a seed? Then 25. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look. Oh, I wish I could sing a song for you. Sung by a very popular man in Nigeria called Ebenezer Obey. You know, I wish I could sing that song for you now, but I'll sing it for you another day. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. What, he went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. What is your? But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and my coming and will receive back my own with interest. 20. So take the talent from him and give it to him who was what? Can, can I rephrase that? So take the talent from him and give it to him who has been faithful. Who has been faithful. 29. For to everyone who asks more will be well, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be. Why? Because he has not been well faithful. What is faithfulness? Faithfulness is the believer. Or the faithful believer is the believer who is well acting. Who is working with him? Who is what? Committed to him. Carrying out his instructions based on what God has what ministered to him or to her. Are you listening? You are faithful when you carry out what God is asking you to do. He said to those who are what called, to those who are what chosen, then faithfulness will determine what you do with what you have been chosen to do. Chosen to do. Somebody said, I don't know what I've been chosen to do. You know where you should start from? Start to thank God. Because the will of God is start to praise him and pray and thank him for even what? Calling you and calling you to himself. In the midst of you being faithful in little, it will add more to you. In the midst of you being committed in little, it will add more to you. If you're unfaithful in little, who will add to you what? More. He's not likely to add to you more. But if you have been faithful in little, it will add more to you. Maybe I need to show us that. Somebody said, yes, let me take you to Luke chapter 16. Be faithful. Be faithful. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse number, Luke 16, verse number 10. 
He who is faithful in what is little. Hello, somebody. He who is faithful in what is what? Little. Let me read to you, okay? He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. He who is unjust in what is least is also unjust in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit your trust through riches? That means if you have not been faithful with your finances, or your finances, who will commit to you the true riches of the kingdom of God? Let me read it to you from the New Living Translation. If you are faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. If you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. Hello, somebody. With greater responsibility. I remember when I gave my heart to Jesus. I've shared this with you. At that time, not long after that, at that time I was working. I left university. I wasn't born again in the university. But not long after I left, I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. I was working in the teaching hospital. Eventually, I'd grown. I'd become the head of the department. And, but there was nobody to arrange the hall. There was nobody to do that. I would be the one that would pack all the equipments. I would pack all the equipments. And I will take it the moment I will close from work. On, on Thursday, our fellowship day. I will go and pack all the equipments. And I will take it to the, where we were using. And I remember myself and one particular lady. You know, uh, I've forgotten her name now. And she will also quickly come. She was a teacher teaching one of the schools in that place. And to, she will be arranging the chairs. I will be trying to set up the equipment and everything like that. You know, and getting it ready for about maybe around six when the fellowship will start. We'll be walking behind the scene. It was a joy to do it. I love doing it. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it. And I can't even remember once when the president or the pastor, the leader of the fellowship said, oh, you have done. There was no, there was, there was nothing, you know, but I was just doing it behind the scene. Behind the scene. Behind the scene. Why? Just because I love the Lord. You know, when the Lord himself will reward. Don't let, oh, maybe, don't get angry, though, because somebody has not commended. You know what I did? I did this, and the pastor did not, he just walked past me. He didn't even pat me on the back. He didn't give me a peck. He didn't do all of that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm the way I am now. I don't think I, I'm going to like that place. Don't, 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 oh, you are listening to wrong spirit. The day that God will reward, they were going to appoint new leaders. I remember the president then coming to meet me and saying, you've been serving. Would like you to be a leader in the fellowship? I said, no, 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 no. I just would like to continue to serve. In addition to that, I'm actually on my way to the U.S. as you're seeing me. You know, I want to go and walk there, but I'm willing to serve until I leave. He said, ah, Broshe, we would like you to. I said, okay. I sat gently at the back when they were just calling new leaders when the person was calling just called my name. I said, what? My name? I've already told them that I will not be. Call my name out from the back. He said, we have entrusted, we have given you this responsibility. 
whatever. I remember walking. I was almost walking. I said, Lord, but I told you I'll be going. And he spoke to me. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and every other thing will be added to you. I went like that. The man called me. He said, this man that is standing before me, we're not planning to commit anything, but God spoke. He said, it's the man I've chosen to do the thing. He announced it to the entire fellowship. Announced to the entire fellowship. Where did they start? Went behind the scene. Behind the scene. Behind the scene. Sometimes I watch people, you want to be seen. You want to be in front. You know, when your time comes, even the elders will not sit until you come through. But when you are trying to put yourself there, when you are not ready, how will you then be ready for the sometimes the challenges that will come? Because you can't stand where you have not been given grace to stand. It is not by power. It is by grace. It is not by strength or might. It is by the help of the Spirit. So when there is no grace, when you are, there is no grace, ha, 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 be very careful because there wouldn't be anything that you'll be standing with or standing by. Amen. Be faithful in little. Be faithful in what God has committed to your hands. The day of, when the day of promotion will come, the announcement will be made to the whole world. You know, by God himself, in a way that he will reward you. Don't treat it, don't, don't, don't say, oh, this little assignment, well, just little, nobody's saying, or whatever it is. No, treat it as if you've been given the assignment by who? By God himself. By God himself. Run with it. Treat it. And you will, they will come when all of us will come and celebrate you. By number one, answer to prayers that will astound you. Number two, God himself putting his approval upon your life. Number three, God giving you what others are running after. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Those who are what? Called. And those who are what? Chosen. And those who are what? Faithful. They are the ones. Let me take you back to Revelations and I'll round up. Revelation 17. Rev 17. From verse number 14. Oh, thank you. This will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them. For he is Lord of Lords, and what? King of Kings. And those who are with him are what? God, and what again? Chosen, and what again? Faithful. Verse 15. Then he said to me, the waters which you saw were the hallows, where the hallows seats are. Who? Peoples. And what? Mot, mot, and what? And what? Can you see the reason why nations are behaving the way they are behaving? The ones sitting on top of the rulership in those nations. The ones sitting on top of the government of those nations. Sitting on top, not just the government, the people, multitudes, nations and thongs. This hallowed is sitting, trying to control. That is why the church, the true church needs to rise up. The true church needs to rise up. Amen. Verse number 16. And the ten horns which you saw on the beast, these will hate the hallowed. <laughs> Make her desolate and naked. Eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Verse 17. For God has put it in their hearts to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind, to give their kingdom to the beast unto the words of God that fulfilled. Verse 18. Look at it. And the woman who you saw 
is that great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Remember, it's reigning over the kings of the earth, not those who are what? Those whom he has been made kings and priests unto our God. When those who have been made kings and priests unto our God take their place, then what will happen is this. Then the purpose and plan and will of God will be fulfilled. Christmas is about Jesus. Eternity coming into time. Coming into what? Time. And becoming the central figure in the throne in the will of God in the lives of men and women. Dethroning sin, dismantling Satan, and establishing God's kingdom purpose on the face of the earth. And those who will be with him are those who are caught, those who are chosen, and those who are well and faithful. That is the reason why when he came, what was the word? Joy to the world. It's like they've been under devastation, but joy to the world. Now I have come so that God's purpose and plans can be what? Can be fulfilled. That is why I will take you to Luke, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Now the moment he appeared, the scenario started changing. Oh yes, yeah, started changing. Mm. Luke chapter 2 from verse number 8. The shepherds and angels. New Living Translation. That night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared amongst them. And the radiance of the Lord, of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terribly frightened. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you what? Good news of great joy for everyone. That's what I bring to you this morning. Good news of great joy. That you can, that if you belong to him, you can have joy. If you belong to him, you can have victory. If you belong to him, you don't have to be under the devastation of the evil one. And definitely you don't have to be afraid of COVID-19. But the angel reassured them, don't be what? <laughs> don't be what? I'm a student of the Bible. Anytime God shows up on the scene, he's always saying, fear not. Don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news of great joy. For what? For everyone. All the people. 11. The Savior. Yes, the Messiah. The Lord has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. Verse number 12. And this is how you recognize him. You find a baby lying in, in a manger wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. Why was he born in a manger? Why was he born? People have said to to what? Signify humility. There's nothing wrong with that to signify humility. But the main purpose of it is this. That those who find him will have to find him by revelation. That you're not going to find, look for a king in the manger. You know, no, no. You look for a king in the palace. But he was born in the manger. That you need the spirit of God to decode him for you. Decode him to you. Wrap snugly in strips of cloth. But starting suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven praising God. Saying what? Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to all whom God, <laughs> whom God what? We don't know what will happen in 2022. Are you what? Do you belong to him? Peace on earth to you. Amen. We don't know what is happening, the way things are going. No, 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 no. Is God favoring you? Then peace on earth to you. Then lifting is yours. Deliverance is yours in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, I say, Merry Christmas as we rise up together 
right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And thank him again. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. That, yes, thank him for what he has done for us. Thank him that eternity entered into time. Thank him that we've been delivered from the dominion of darkness and transferred to the kingdom of his own dear son. Thank him that we can be faithful in our work with him. Thank him that we're no longer dominion of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love. He learned forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to show my Savior live because he lives. Because he lives. Because he lives. All fear is gone. Because I know. My life is what I living just because. Our life is worth a living. Father, I just want to pray for your people right now. Come and help us, Lord. That we will be faithful. Lord, I'm asking for grace. I'm asking for grace. The grace of God. The grace that brings salvation. Let that grace teach us. Let that grace guide us. Let that grace show us what we need to do. Father, and the grace has shown us again this morning that, Lord, we've been called to be faithful. That the area of success, we live it as we are faithful. Oh, Lord, my God, the reward that you comes from that will result in success in our lives. Father, we want to thank you. In this year coming, we'll be faithful. All of us will be faithful. I will be faithful. You will be faithful in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I just want to pray, Lord, for those who might want to rededicate their hearts to Jesus. Oh, Lord, you are watching wherever you are in the name of Jesus Christ. Just ask him once again. Just tell him, Lord, I want to rededicate my heart to you. On this, in this season, rededicate my heart to you. Christmas is not just about the drink, about the chicken about the food oh lord christmas is about a person the person of jesus christ father in the name of jesus lord i pray father for those who have done yet who have not known you those whose names are not written in the book of life and they are under the sound of my voice lord that's many as i say come into my heart jesus lord come into their hearts in the name of jesus live in their hearts in Jesus' name. Oh Lord, my, that their names will be written in the book of life. And they also will be partakers of your faithfulness. Even as they are faithful. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you worship. We give you adoration. Thank you wonderful Savior. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen.